Uh, good, good morning, church. I, I would just like to say on behalf of my wife and I how grateful we are that the Lord has brought us to your wonderful country. <clears throat> and I've, I've learned a new word this week, which I'm going to use extensively when I get back to England, and it's we. I saw some wee mountains yesterday, but they sure looked big to me. <laughs> and David had a wee bucket of mussels the other day, and, he, and it kept, just kept filling up. He couldn't get to the bottom of it. So uh, we're, we're so grateful uh, to be here. You know, uh, we sometimes have plans of our own, and, uh, but the Lord has a different plan. And sometimes we find it difficult to accept that the Lord wants us to do something a little different. When I, when I go back two years, uh, we were in another church to where we are now. Um, India wasn't part of my future, but the Lord has turned that on its head. Uh, we're now, we moved across to uh, Elim Church in uh, Crawley, where we, we met David and Beverly, and, and the Lord had a plan to connect up Anitra and myself with David and Beverly. We had begun our work in India, and we wanted to form our own charity, but the Lord spoke to both, to all four of us, to look, come together. Why, why try to duplicate things? So we, worked, we were working in India, uh, David and Beverly were focusing more on India, uh, not India, Pakistan and, and Sri Lanka. Um, well, we became partners with them later in 2016, and, and really our heart is to, in our work, is to, to, show, uh, to show the love of God to people who have little hope. We also seek, to, in our work, seek to benefit God's people. Uh, we seek to build his kingdom, and we seek to glorify his name. That's really what underpins everything that we do. Um, I had the opportunity to go to India with Anita and, uh, earlier this year, and um, uh, if, I, if I sound a bit emotional, it's quite difficult. And we saw people uh, living in conditions that just not right. Anita will speak about that. But we also found, you know, there's only 2% of India, the Indian population are Christians, but that there's a hunger for God. They're, they're, they're desperate and they're so enthusiastic uh, for, for, for the word and to know God. So... Um, I won't ramble on too much. I'll, 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 um, I just wanted to just set the scene and pass on to uh, Anita. She's going to talk a little bit more about the work and what we encountered in India earlier this year. You do have some brochures uh, which, uh, on your seats, which was a general overview of our charity. We also have some specific uh, brochures on a, a, an education project for, for enslaved children that we've started in Pakistan, and I know Bev is going to refer to that. So I'll just hand over to Anita. Thank you very much. I'm so happy. How's this work? Yeah, okay. 
just very excited to, it's my first trip to Northern Ireland. And before I came, I, I kept praying. I said, Lord, I, I might not understand many things. And he said, you've got me and I understand everything. So I'm, I'm really very, very happy. And uh, one thing I want to say uh, before I talk about anything is that uh, God is pleased with you. I just want you to understand, I don't get this message very often. So when I got it, I had to ask him again, is that you? I said, yes. And this morning and during the few days we've been here, he's demonstrated it to me. There are people here, you carry the heart of Jesus. I don't know what you think or what. I have traveled. I've been to churches, churches of thousands. I haven't seen a congregation carrying the heart of Jesus like this. When I hug you, I feel his presence. And don't see yourself anything less. It's time to rise up and sit in heavenly places with the king of kings. I just want to tell you that he's pleased with you. And he's going to do something new here. There's going to be a move you've never seen before. He's handpicked this church to do something in Ireland. It's not just north, it's everywhere. So get ready. Just get ready. Leave everything from the past and look to him. Because the word I saw out there is presence. And it is about his presence. Wherever you go, I ask the Lord God of Abraham that each one of you carries and hosts his presence. When you do that, you don't need to strive. You don't need to do much. He'll move. We um, went to India um, in March. And um, as some of you will know, the Holy Spirit spoke very clearly to me. He said, don't take anything. I, I don't know about you. But when you hear the Holy Spirit say, don't take anything, I start thinking about many things. You know, my clothes, my stuff. He said, no, don't take any uh, computer, laptop, nothing. Just take your Bible, a book by Roland Baker, your pen, and your phone. And the phone, it wasn't of much help because it doesn't really work there. So basically, I went with nothing. And I said the other time on Thursday that from Heathrow to Delhi, it's eight hours flight. I had to pray. I had to spend it in prayer and reading the book and crying out to the Lord. Because if he didn't show up, I might as well be dead. But he's faithful. And he showed up. I'm just going to tell you one or two um, testimonies. Because I, I, I feel very strongly the Lord saying that, the testimonies are not just for India, Ghana, Africa, and everything. He's, he wants it right here as well. And I'm a very simple person. I'm very ordinary, quite often very clueless. And if he's using me, as David Dixon said, he will use you. And he'll use you far beyond what you think. Now, age is not a problem. He's going to use all of you. And I'm very confident about that because that's what he said. So we get to India, and I realized that um, the itinerary, which was, um, has been sort of multiplied. And I know God is a God of multiplication, but I didn't know he did that to itineraries. You know, so I got there, and the itinerary is supposed to be about five or six. There were so many things, things they hadn't told me about. Women's conference, bills, this, so many things. And each one 
you are supposed to bring a word, I mean preach. And above all, they had a lot of um, meetings, healing meetings. Let me be very honest with you. I've seen a lot of healings, but I haven't been set up in such a way that they set up healing meetings and, and, and crowds of people come to be healed. And I thought to myself, God, this is serious business. What, what am I going to do? Anyway, one of the most um, amazing things, which I think some of you know, is um, on the um, uh, day of the women's conference, after two days we arrived, we've been preaching and everything. We don't sleep till about 12 o'clock. It's, um, during the women's conference, there was a powerful move of um, the Holy Spirit. And um, it, we started with about 30 people, 40 women, and soon there were lots of men. Also, the people heard that there was a move of the Spirit. They were not Christians. Some were Christians, some were no. Hindus, Muslims, they all just flocked in, in their numbers. And out of the blue, they sort of yucked this little boy, five-year-old, and dropped him in front of me. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I, I noticed that he, could, he couldn't walk properly. And they told me he was deaf and dumb. And then I noticed that he had a very bad case of a hunchback. I haven't seen that before. And I thought to myself, and the pastor's wife then said to me, um, they need healing. And I thought, with all this crowd? I mean, this is, you, they're all looking at you. you. You don't have a choice. Anyway, I just sort of excused myself to the corner, just like this, and kneeled down there. And I said, Holy Spirit, what do I do? Because I'm cl- I don't know what to do. I mean, the guy has about three things wrong, and they are very visible. Anyway, the bottom line is I, he says to me, speak into his ears. I said, what am I going to speak? He said, I will speak. So I kneel down. I speak into the left ear and the right ear. And um, I, I lay my hands on the hunch because, you know, that there's nowhere else to lay your hands anyway. So I put my hands there because... It's okay, you know. I wasn't expecting any healing, but when I saw his situation, out of compassion and love, I just cried out to the Lord. I, I just lifted my eyes. I forgot about everybody in the room. And I called out. I said, Father, we can't leave him like this. That was the only word I said. And my hand dropped and his back was healed. Totally. We have pictures, we have video clips, and then... um the Holy Spirit said to me, tell him to say, Mama. So I said, Mama. And the boy said, Mama. And somebody came along with a long word, which the boy repeated. And then they started playing music, worshiping. Keep on praising. Praise here is amazing. The presence of God here was fantastic. He's still here. He's here today. And um, he started dancing. He's never heard the music. I carried him. And there was... After that, there was just lots of people coming in for different types of healing. And the, our Father moved. The Holy Spirit moved. I didn't have to do much. I just listened. I said, well, how about this one? Is he getting healed? Yes, do this. Well, I just do it. Speak this. I just speak it. I got a couple of people to start praising. Because praise is very important. So it was amazing. And um, we went up to the Punjab. We got lots of miracles. I mean, I would need about two weeks in Dundonald, living here to, to, to share this amazing time with you. 
And then we went to um, Amester, and uh, there was a pastor there with uh, 25 people in his church, and he arranged um, a street ministry because they meet in his living in his house, and only 25 people can fit, and there were only 25 members anyway. And he decided that um, maybe he thought the Lord was saying there might be about 40 people that evening, so they wouldn't fit in his house. Meanwhile, he didn't tell me that he was arranging a street ministry. About uh, a, a few hours before then, he, he sent me a text and said, um, we've asked for permission, blocked off the street, and it's a healing ministry tonight. Oh, I said, what? Anyway, I just get on my knees again and, and cry out to the Lord. And uh, during the street ministry time, I mean, the whole street is blocked. And people come. They, they are not, some are Christians, but majority are Hindus and Sikhs and stuff. And um, I asked the Lord, what do we do? He said, just worship. So we launch into a big worship. I'm standing on stage in um, this um, Indian-like outfit, and I, I'm just jumping. And everybody thinks it's the new African style or something, so everybody's jumping. We're all jumping. And everybody's jumping. And there's some quite old people there. They started jumping too, so I panicked. I said, Holy Spirit, I need you now. We can't have any emergencies. Nothing happened. They still jumped. They were jumping high. Everybody was jumping. We were praising, jumping. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, God says, jump, you jump. He knows what he's going to do. And this went on for a while. And I'm telling you, it was an amazing evening. The next day, we are pick, we're on our, getting ready for our train back to Delhi. And there's a, a call that comes through. The pastors are all frantic over the call, speaking in some strange language. And it was the doctor from the hospital. Because there's this young girl whose mother had brought her to the street ministry. And uh, she's had a blood disorder all her life. So every two weeks, she goes for a whole blood transfusion. And they do a test. They did the test on the Monday, and um, there was no blood disorder. There was nothing wrong. And the mother said, we haven't done anything. We just went for a street ministry somewhere. And there were these pastors. I've got the number. You can call them. So that was what the number was, the whole call was about. The boy, the girl had been totally, completely healed. Totally. I just want to tell you that our God is still in the business of miracles. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he uses ordinary people like us. We don't have to be on television. We don't have to be in front of newspapers. This is what he does best. He loves when we're just willing. And I heard a cry today from this church to the Lord. It was from the deepest part of your spirit for him to break through all situations for you. Well, I hope later on I'll have the chance to pray over the church. But our mind is just to deliver these miracles and let you know we're doing a lot of work in these places. But basically what we're also doing is um, 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 giving them um, a, a way to be able to live without expecting money from us. How do we call it? What is it called? Income generation. So we don't sort of uh, go there and just pump money and pump money. No. We, what we're doing, the, the Lord has been very clear to us that we need to um, teach them to be able to generate income themselves so they can survive in the long term. We are not there to hand out the day of 
dropping manner is not there now. You know, they've got to work for it and they've got to have their own income generation schemes. So what they do is they come up with ideas, we support them, and then it's ongoing. They can um, employ people. And we've been doing quite a few of such things. Some of it is in the, uh, I think, in the brochures that we have. So I, our uh, call also is to actually ask for support from you. It's not necessarily financial support, and that is also welcome. But we, we do a lot of work over Skype, which means that we can, you know, hook up with you on Zoom and, and pray with them, talk to them. Some people have different skills and giftings, and the work is a lot. That's the problem. I'm sure the lady who goes to India will tell you. And so we're doing this in Pakistan, India. We're doing some work in Sri Lanka, and, and God is opening other avenues. We believe Kenya is coming through, Macedonia, and maybe Ghana as well. You know, where we, we just, people just need to know that they have not been abandoned. And every one of us have gifts, you know, giftings. And I just feel the Lord saying that he wants to activate the giftings in you. So quite a lot of people have waited for years. But I do believe that the time has come, and his time is a perfect timing. But we look forward to coming back and sharing more with you. Thank you.